you can't use the same sales strategy on everything that you're selling. If you've got six different products or services that are, are wildly different from each other, each of them might need a different strategy or a different approach. And the same thing goes with LinkedIn for each business. It might not be the exact same approach. And it's not necessarily the same strategy for each person. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Influence by Design podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm very excited to be welcoming a very good friend of mine and a very, very accomplished expert at LinkedIn to join me today. And we're going to dive deep into LinkedIn events. I've invited Julie Mason to join me, who helps businesses generate leads and sales on LinkedIn easily and elegantly. And who doesn't want that with the cesspool of not so good stuff that's happening on LinkedIn right now? Julie's been running workshops and webinars on LinkedIn for over 12 years and has helped thousands of small business owners position themselves more effectively, find their target audience and understand how to connect and convert with ease. Welcome to the show, Julie. I'm so excited to have you joining me today. Thank you, Samantha. It's such a delight to be here. This has been, I think, a collaboration that has been going on for years <laughs> and we nearly didn't even hit record because we were so excited about catching up. But then we're like, no, no, we've got to do it. <laughs> and when you were talking about LinkedIn events, I started to get super excited. Yeah. Before we dive into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into LinkedIn because you've got some really cool background and I think even just listening to some, to your stories is so inspiring. So I'd love you to share how you got to be the expert in LinkedIn that you are and what you're doing today. Cool. It's a, it's a fun story actually. So I have been in sales for over 30 years, which is, you know, a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> And I have pretty much sold everything. I'm one of these people that just have the ability to sell. I understand what the ideal client wants and put my feet in their shoes and can pretty much sell anything. So I've sold all sorts of things over the time, both personal, you know, cosmetic type things through to commercial stuff to even patios, believe it or not, where I've been able to go in and measure up, engineer and draft patios and sell those. So, wow. Yeah, I know, right? That's, I don't tell people that one too often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've pretty much sold everything. And I have done 15 years in door-to-door cold calling. Mm -hmm. And so I always used to say I was the queen of rejection because I got more rejection than most people have eaten a meal in their life. And for me, it was always a joy because it was just them saying, it's not not a no, it's just not now. Mm-hmm. And I always made it a pleasant experience for us regardless. But I noticed a big shift towards the end of that time of door-to-door cold calling and Google was becoming more of a thing and internet was starting to come out. We had things like Google Earth, which I actually used to use when I was cold calling if I had to fly down to Melbourne 
I would zoom over the industrial estates and see who had more cars out front. Oh, that is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'd flip down the street view and write down all the names and then I knew where I was targeting Mm -hmm. so I wasn't wasting a lot of time in an area that I didn't know. So I was using technology for cold calling back then. And I remember that it was getting really hard to make cut through in the door-to-door. It was starting to get tougher and I'm thinking, you know what, this whole internet thing is starting to disrupt this whole, you know, process that I've been used to. I think I might need to go and learn it. And so I invested heavily into my learning how WordPress, you know, or how websites worked. And and I went to this three-day seminar on how to get on the first page of Google with a guy in the Gold Coast. And I remember on day one, he was talking about these places like Facebook and in like Twitter and LinkedIn. And I'm like, I have never heard of these things before. What are these magical things? And when he talked about LinkedIn, he said that 73% of the members were the decision makers in their business. And I was like, oh, hello. Are you kidding me? I've just done 15 years of cold calling, getting all the receptionists and the gatekeepers and all the knockbacks. And you're telling me that there's this platform where I can go straight to the decision maker? move out of the way let me at it (laughs) julie's coming through (laughs) pretty much and so i just gobbled up i went home i think i got home and i was up to like you know one o'clock in the morning setting up my linkedin account and looking at all of the things that you could do on this amazing platform and this is like this is 14 years ago so it was a long time ago and i was just like full into it it was really exciting. And then I, about a year later, I started my own web design and, and SEO agency. And mm-hmm. I didn't have two red cents to rub together. So I used social media to grow my business. I used LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. And yeah. I love that. And it was amazing. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, when we're talking those early years of the internet and those early years of social media, I almost think that every one of those years is like seven dog years. Like it is a long time ago. It's it like it moved fast. But in those early years, like it was I can't believe how much it's changed in what seems like such a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, it has grown enormously. And it's this very deep and quite complex platform. Actually, there is a lot of depth to LinkedIn. It's not just what a lot of people, you know, have this idea, oh, it's for job seekers or it's for corporates or something like that. It is this very deep, complex website with lots of facets to it that can really help your business to grow. But most people just, they have this very surface level view of it and they don't understand how to use it effectively. And so Mm. that always excites me when I can switch on people's light bulbs and go, yeah, look, LinkedIn is far better than that. You know, you just need to know the right strategy. And Sam, you would know, like when you're in sales, you can't use the same sales strategy on every, you know, thing that you're selling. If you've got six products or services that are are wildly different from each other each of them might need a different strategy or a different approach Mm -hmm. and the same thing goes with LinkedIn for each business it might not be the exact same approach you know if you're looking for thought leadership then then you're going to need to do attraction marketing which will be content strategy if you're 
in sales, if your role is a business development manager for a, a, a company and you're in sales, then you might need to build relationships. And so that's going to require connection strategy and, and trust strategy, along potentially with content. But it's not necessarily the same strategy for each person, right? Mm. I'm so glad that you read my mind and answered that before I even asked, because what I was going to ask is what is effective? Because what a lot of us are seeing on LinkedIn right now and what is turning a lot of people away from the platform, which really upsets me because it is such a fabulous platform, is that people are just using it for, I'm going to connect, I'm going to send you a copy and a paste by my thing, and I'm just going to not even think about creating relationships. And I think that it's such a shame because as you and I know, and anyone that's been in business for a while, business is a long game. It's about relationships. I believe that business is all about relationships. When you've got relationships, you've got, you can create a successful business. And the way that I talk about LinkedIn, and I know you are definitely the same, is that we're used, it should be used like, it is a networking platform, but think about it as if we were at a networking event and we wouldn't just walk up to someone we'd never met and say, hey, buy my thing. I mean, some (laughs) people do, but they don't get very far, right? And the platform's the same. Exactly. I've been saying exactly that for years. It is like being at an after five event for a business network. You need to show up. You need to add value first. You need to build trust, you know, and it is relationships that make the difference. So it's about strategically connecting with your ideal client and and building that, you know, real deep connection there. And do you know what the stats are? in When COVID hit, LinkedIn usage went up over 40%. Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of went swamp onto LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But everybody did exactly what you were saying. And let's connect, mm-hmm. just drop our copy and paste message and hope that somebody will buy my book, join my webinar, you know, buy my program, come along to whatever it was, you know. And the response rate for messages LinkedIn tell us went down 25% at the same time. I'm surprised it wasn't more... Over that time, I'm surprised as well. When I saw it happen, and it happened very quickly, and you're right, it was at the beginning of COVID. I actually changed up my strategy and I was sending voice messages to people saying, Hi, thanks for connecting. My name's Sam. I just want you to know that you're not speaking to a VA. I'm a real person. I really want to get to know you. I had to really change it up so that, and you know, some of the messages coming back were like, Oh, wow. We've never had someone do that before. <laughs> but that's it. For those who can, and that's what we're calling it nowadays, it's hyper-personalization, right? It's taking the time to not try. And, and this isn't a strategy. Again, this strategy is for clients that might be a higher paying client. If you're targeting that and you want to build a relationship with that, then hyper-personalization is great because you're not trying to get thousands of people into your your program you might be Mm. just looking for 10 or 15 at a particular point in time if you're doing a low price product then you're going to need more content strategy and attract people into you because you don't have the time to hyper personalize necessarily like that but for people who are doing high ticket items or you know who are coaching etc then doing that hyper-personalization, whether it's doing the voice message, which I highly recommend to my clients at the moment, or whether you're doing a Loom video message and sending that through to them, mm-hmm. which is even better because then they get to see that you're a real person, mm-hmm. not just hear the voice, which is the voice is great. For those who are a little gun-shy on the video, do the voice, right? 
but the video is even more powerful again it takes it up just that next level and can really allow you to build that connection quickly so yeah love it let's jump into events this is something that i don't know a lot about what are the types of linkedin events or even actually let's take it one step back further what is a linkedin event and then i guess what are the different types of events So going way back to when you and I first started on LinkedIn, we had events back then. And then for some dumb reason, LinkedIn decided, (laughs) no, 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 we're going to, you know, discontinue that feature, which which we all just said, oh, no. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) Of course you did. Give us the best thing and then take it away. You know, they, Mm -hmm. they have a bit of a play with that. But they've brought it back in the last couple of years and it's been incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful. In fact... Some, just some stats around that. There are more than 24,000 events created and over 1.5 million RSVPs to events each week. Oh, wow. Just take that in for a moment, right? 24,000 events and over 1.5 million RSVPs per week. That should immediately say to you, hello, <laughs> there's an opportunity here, right? Mm-hmm. You can see I'm already quiet going, okay, this is, I'm listening. <laughs> so LinkedIn have given us this ability to do events. There's different events that you can do on LinkedIn. So we'll cover those in a moment. But the main thing that people need to know is that you can do an event. You can set up an event on your personal profile mm-hmm. or you can set one up on your company page. Mm-hmm. So they are two different you know, places to do events on LinkedIn. So let's start with a personal profile first, right? And the benefits of doing it on your personal profile. Mm -hmm. If you are wanting to be a thought leader, then doing events on your personal profile is absolutely my recommendation because it's all about thought leadership, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to grow your email list, and do leads and sales, then my advice is you're probably going to want to do it on your company page, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to get super excited about this in a moment, Sam, because you and I know some of the restrictions around LinkedIn downloading CSV files of your contact, Mm -hmm. right? And that's an absolute no-go. So on your personal profile, you can set up the event, but you can't download the CSV of those attendees. However, mm-hmm. you could send them to Zoom, you know, to register for a Zoom webinar or you could send them to a landing page to attend a live in-person event where it might be paid or free event. You can send them to a LinkedIn Live. So you can set up a LinkedIn event direct to a LinkedIn Live event mm-hmm. that plays mm-hmm. automatically on LinkedIn. So there's a number of different ways that you can set up your event depending on where you want to drive your traffic to mm-hmm. or your audience mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. But on your personal profile, you can't download those attendees. That's step one to understand. On the company page, if you have a privacy policy set up on your website, so for example, juliemason.com.au forward slash privacy would be the URL for that. Mm-hmm. And you pop that into your setup of your LinkedIn event on your company page and tick, yes, I want LinkedIn to register all of the attendees. LinkedIn will allow you to download the CSV file of all your attendees 
and upload that into your MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or Constant Contact or Infusionsoft or whatever else you're using. Mm-hmm. Or there is one Zapier and it's the only one that's approved by LinkedIn. You can connect it to that event and it will all automatically add those people into your email list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Right? It's pretty exciting stuff, hey? Mm, totally. For people who are wanting to build an email list, who are wanting to do that for leads and sales, then the company page is definitely a way to go. Mm-hmm. And so that's the two different ways you can set up a LinkedIn event. Is that cool? I love it. I love it so far. Absolutely frothing already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once we've decided either we're going to do an event on our personal page, on our business page, we get it up and it's super easy to set up a LinkedIn event. We don't even need to go into it because we just follow the bouncing balls. How do we then invite or promote people? Because just creating the event is not going to do anything on its own. Really good question. So LinkedIn will allow you to invite 1,000 connections per week. Mm -hmm. So it's limited. So, for example, if I set that up on, and let's say for the moment, we'll just use the personal profile to start with, right? Mm -hmm. So I have, and I'm not saying this to Skype, and I'm not the most connected LinkedIn expert in the world. It's not my aim to be that. In fact, I cull my LinkedIn regularly and get rid of the ones that really aren't my target market. Mm -hmm. And so I've got about 7,500 people that I'm connected to on LinkedIn, So if I'm running an event on LinkedIn, let's say I'm running it to a Zoom meeting. Let's just say it's going straight to a Zoom meeting. And from your personal profile, I would definitely, if you're doing thought leadership, then I would prevent as many barriers as possible to getting people from the LinkedIn event to actually join you. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is put the direct Zoom link um, there in the event page don't have a registration page on your Zoom meeting. Just let them attend, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, it reduces down all the barriers to getting people there. So that's one of my first suggestions. But when it comes to inviting people, all you do is you have this invite. Once you've set up your LinkedIn event, by the way, once you've done all of the fill-in, LinkedIn must get you to post about that event in order for it to be live. If you decide not to do that, everything disappears. Right. Okay. So you actually have to put it in draft. You have to set it up and then go, yep, I'm ready to hit go on this Mm -hmm. and send it live. Otherwise, it doesn't hold a draft. It just, you know, will delete everything there if you decide to back out of it and cancel. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit of a pain. But It's LinkedIn's way of forcing you to take that next step in accountability and get your event out there. So then you can invite, once your event is live and you've posted about it, LinkedIn will give you this button on your event page that says invite and it says who do you want to invite. Now you can invite, you can filter your connections. So for example, if I'm doing an event that I just want people in Brisbane where I'm located to attend, then I could filter to my location and say, I just want people who are, you know, connected to me in Brisbane and I'm just going to invite those people. And all you have to do, it's a little bit manual, it's a pain in the neck, but you just go and check, 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 check all those boxes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it takes a little bit of time to check a 1,000 boxes, but seriously. It's worth it. It's worth it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what will happen, this is what people need to know. When somebody has been invited to attend an event, they will get a notification that will come up in their My Network tab on LinkedIn that says it's like where you get invites to connect with people. They'll get an invite to attend an event. Mm -hmm. And that is what I call a happy click. At that point, the people might just click, yeah, I'll accept that invite. And they're all they've done is a happy click. They probably, 95% of them, have not looked at what your event is about. So they haven't even gone to your event page. They haven't clicked through anything. They're not looking at anything. They're just looking at the title of your event, which is a key thing here because the title of your event is going to make or break the response rate, right? We both know that Mm -hmm. as marketers. So it's never the deliver. Well, I won't say never, but it's very rarely the deliverable that's the problem. It's normally the message. Yeah. So getting a good title for your event is really key and then making sure you're targeting your audience is the second thing and inviting them through. Once the invitation is gone and they've got a happy click, you'll start to see the people who are going to attend. Mm -hmm. On the event page, it will have a networking tab which will show you who is attending. And at that point, we have to then transfer them from being a happy click into being excited and motivated to show up for the event, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And LinkedIn really conveniently put in the My Networking tab a message button next to each person's name Mm -hmm. for you to then say, hey, I'm super excited that you've wanted, you've expressed interest in this event. You know, there is one more step for you to take. And that could be putting it in their diary, Mm -hmm. adding the Zoom link, you know, showing up live, whatever it is that you want them to do, attending, going to the website and purchasing a ticket to your event, whether it's your website or a meetup or whatever it is that your event brought, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're sending them to, you can send them there and encourage them to buy the ticket. But you've got to show up with, hey, I'm super excited that you're showing interest in this event. We're not there yet. If you want to attend, we've got one more critical step to do, right? Mm. Get them to do that next critical step, whether it's adding it into their diary or going to your webpage and clicking on whatever it is that you need them to click on. So you've got to message them with that. I know how important this is because the very first time I did an event, I invited my 1,000 people. I got so many RSVPs but fail to do that little, oh, (laughs) this thing. And because in my head, in my head, I was thinking it was like when you register for a webinar, you know, you get the email and you get the link, but it's not the case. People have just clicked, yeah, I'm attending and they've gone on with their day and have not, no, not even remembered it. So it's like this part I know is crucial. That's why I call it that happy click. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) that point they're just happy clicking that's it yeah they're just trying to be a good linkedin citizen oh yeah that looks good oh i know sam i'll i'll click accept on that you know but at that point they're just happy clicking they really have no idea what they've accepted or shown interest for in in many cases and so you need to then do the follow-up and the thing with linkedin that people need to understand and you mentioned this earlier this is LinkedIn is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. I always say out of the, let's say the three main social networks, right? We'll call Twitter one of the main ones still, Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. If we look at that as the autobahns of, you know, superhighways in Germany or wherever, where you've got the lane that you can do 360 kilometers an hour in, and the lane that people do, you know, maybe 200 kilometers an hour in, and then there's <laughs> the Nana Lane where all the grandmas uh-huh. pass along at maybe 80 kilometers or 100 kilometers, right? LinkedIn is firmly in the Nana Lane, people. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you this because if you're running events, you need to give longer lead time. We have more restrictions on LinkedIn. For example, you can only invite 1,000 people per week. So if you want to invite your 5,000 connections, immediately you've got a five-week you know, period. that you, mm-hmm. you cannot speed that up. There is no way to do that. So you have to be patient. And that's why I say LinkedIn is this slow lane twitter is like it speeds on by you know if you move away from twitter for 20 seconds and come back that conversation's gone it's moved on yeah you know long time ago even though it was only 20 seconds it's gone Mm -hmm. facebook and instagram little not as fast as twitter but still fast it moves quickly right so linkedin definitely the slow lane just Mm -hmm. put that into your time frame people you know yeah love that love that love that so we're inviting them, we're promoting them, we want them to attend, we need to send them the invite. Is there anything else, I guess, any other tips that we need to know? Like, is there extra follow-up? Oh, yeah. Do we need to be posting about it? Is there other little little tips and tricks? Yeah, absolutely. I would be doing at least three messages to each of those people who have done the Happy Click attendees. So the first one is to encourage them, motivate them, excite them, you know, and get them to take whatever the next step is, which would be at the very least adding it to their calendar, Mm -hmm. all right, Mm -hmm. because that commits it in their diary. Mm -hmm. That would be the very least thing. If you're doing a a three-day event, which is what I've done for a client recently, so I'll share that case study because I think it's a really important one. They had left their promotion time a little bit too short for their three-day in-person event. Oh, my God, what a joy it was to attend an in-person event again. Oh, God, absolutely. People, energy, hugs. (laughs) I know. I know. It was amazing. I've just got to point that out. I was, it was like being in a whole nother world that you hadn't been to for a long time. <laughs> Anyhow, he contacted me and, and he literally had not opened his LinkedIn account for three years. Oh, wow. We had messages, invites that had not been attended to for three years, no content posted. He had 1,700 connections and that was it. That was the working space that I moved into to promote this event. And I had roughly two and a half weeks to promote it, which is a short time. Mm-hmm. And we were doing it to, the promotion was to a web page where they could buy a $97 ticket to attend an in-person three-day event, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a low-cost ticket, but it still had skin in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And a wonderful three-day event, which was incredibly amazing. And so I sent out, he had 1,700 connections. I sent the first 1,000 invites out the first week. And as soon as the seven days was up, I was in with the 700 because I had a short time frame. I had two and a half weeks. So I needed to maximize that. Once that first 1,000 people started to accept and do the happy click on the invite in my network box, 
I started to message him and say, hey, don't forget the next step, the exciting step to attend is go to XYZ website, make sure that you get the bonus upgrade that we've got for the early bird or whatever it was that was on, you know, the special for them that they could get. The next 700 unfortunately missed out because the early bird had finished by then, but you still need to get them through. And then I would, I did another one about a very special guest speaker that was coming some testimony I did I think three messages Mm -hmm. the third one was reminding them hey don't forget it's just two days time or something like that so it was reminding them what was going on now the stats of this were 1700 connections so not a lot of connections but not no minimal you know it was Mm -hmm. medium level connections they haven't been spoken to in three years They've had no contact from him in three years, which is a bit hard. And so it was reactivating all of that essentially. And then we did some posts on his profile so that, you know, we were reminding people in the newsfeed as well about the event Mm -hmm. and also then the private messages for the follow-up. So I think we got about out of uh, 1,700, there were just over 100 people did the happy click Mm -hmm. of that just under a handful went to the event, but it still generated $60,000 in sales Mm -hmm. from a very simple organic LinkedIn campaign compared to the three and a half thousand he spent on Facebook ads, which generated zero leads and zero attendees. It was a pretty outstanding result for something that this wasn't an active person on LinkedIn. <laughs> Absolutely. It is outstanding is almost understated, really, yeah. to, for just two, you know, an organic strategy, two weeks work. Sure, there was a lot of messages and there was a lot, a lot of manual bits and pieces there. But if you think about it, would you be happy to do that work for $60,000? The reality of it is, Sam, is that everyone goes, oh, my God, I've got to do all the messages to each of those people. And I think maybe I've spent less than less than five hours of work on LinkedIn to generate mm, that. Mm. So we're not talking lots of hours, guys. We really aren't. We're talking mm. minimal amount of effort. But if you have got the strategy to do that, and even if you haven't been active on LinkedIn for a while, it still works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's the big thing because, you know, my brain would have gone, well, you haven't been active on LinkedIn, it's not going to work. But I guess you're going straight to those inboxes. Yeah. What sort of, you've talked about live events then, just quick, really quickly before we move on, just to get people's brains thinking about this, what other types of events could you run through events you know are we talking meetups are we talking webinars you can do all of what are some different ideas yeah you can do meetups so if you're running a meetup event you can send it straight to your meetup page you could send it to an eventbrite page or a sticky notes page or wherever you set your event up on whether it's your website or even direct to a zoom page where they can just straight log on without actually having to register you can do a zoom webinar if you want You can even do it directly, and LinkedIn love this, directly to LinkedIn Live. Now, I have to say I haven't done that yet. I've been putting off LinkedIn Live for the last little bit because I've been in hibernation, as you know, Sam. I'm Mm. Mama Bear that's come out of my hibernation now. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I'm very excited about that. But I've been resisting LinkedIn Live for a little bit at the moment. And I'm not going to explain the reasons why, but I will be back on there very soon. So stay tuned. But but there are a number, and I know you, Sam, that you do LinkedIn Live really well. I've seen and attended some of your LinkedIn Live because I think you're amazing, my love. Thank you. And I think you were on my very first LinkedIn Live. So I was like, oh, there's a friend here. (laughs) So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) But essentially, you know, that might be a little bit more of a technical setup for some people at the moment. You can keep it as simple as just sending them to a Zoom meeting, you know, really simple stuff. This doesn't have to be complicated. And I think sometimes the more complicated we make it, the less people will do it. Mm-hmm. So I did a test run as well, just straight to a, a Zoom meeting where they didn't have to register for the Zoom meeting. The Zoom meeting was, you know, put into the event page. And it was really interesting. I invited just a thousand of my connections. It was just, you know, let's invite that thousand. No particular, you know, strategy. I had people in the States, in New Zealand, across Australia in it. So I didn't even filter it by location. I just went, yeah, let's do a blanket. Mm-hmm. I actually even had, I even had somebody in Asia join in as well. So, but I, I ended up with from the happy clicks, I got about 90 people registered. 10 people showed up on the event. And I actually had to, because of circumstances, there was a family friend who was dying and we had to, I had to delay the event by one week. So I sent them a message saying, guys, I'm really sorry. I've got to attend, you know, a friend's, you know, passing, unfortunately. So I'm delaying this by a week, but don't be afraid. I'm bringing all the good stuff in a week. So please mark your diaries. Can't wait to see you. And because I've had to delay it and that may be short notice, I will send a recording to everyone who registers. Well, that's been phenomenal that, you know, that the numbers aren't what I would call the sexiest numbers, a thousand invites, about 90 people are happy. So it's around about 10% of people that are. And of that, about 10%, in fact, Mm -hmm. we had 10 show up live. And of those, I only knew two of them. Eight of them were people that I was connected to that I never met. I've never had, Mm -hmm. other than maybe a short LinkedIn message, I've never had an engagement with them. And so I was able to showcase my value to them from that. I've done a recent post out there now in my email list because I've added that into my email list through Zoom, not through mm-hmm. through the other way, through the company page, but through Zoom. And from that, I've sent out a promotion this week. And one of those people have actually applied for one of my higher end programs, which is fantastic. Awesome. You know? So, so good. There is that, as I say to people, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. But if you've got the game plan, if you've got that strategy in place for LinkedIn, then it can be an incredibly profitable thing, really profitable. Mm, mm. I attended a a ladies LinkedIn event that she, and she does something really interesting. I'm going to share it with you because it's quite sexy. And we love sexy, right? Absolutely. Give us the sexy. (laughs) She runs it on her company page. She's doing a regular weekly Zoom and it's for women networking who want to be, you know, high profile women network, right? Mm -hmm. So that's her target audience. And what she does is as soon as the event, that week's event is done, she just edits the event for the next date and the next Zoom link 
and just has it continuously running on that bench mm. on her company page. Here's the sexy thing, Sam. Now, you think about what we talked about earlier where if you've got it on your company page and you've added in your LinkedIn, your privacy link from your website in there, which allows you to download those emails of people who are registering, mm-hmm. here's where it gets sexy. She's had over 22,000 people. <gasps> Yeah, right. I know where you're going. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You better finish that for people that are not, that haven't caught up yet. Just had a heart attack. Have you a mini heart attack, right? I did. (laughs) 22,000 people have clicked the happy accept button, which means that she can immediately have them added into her email list. Do not tell me that that is not a sexy strategy. You know what I mean, right? That has got to be the highlight of my week, Julie. <laughs> oh, I have one more for you yet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, share away. Save my beating heart. She's exactly. <laughs> right? So that's pretty sexy, yeah? And here's the thing. Remember I've said there are 1.5 million RSVPs on LinkedIn events every week, Mm -hmm. every week, and very few people are doing LinkedIn events. We've got 830 million members, only 24,000 events per week are going up. Wow. Uh huh. You do that math, it's not a lot, right? Yeah, this is really untapped. Right, because if we look at content stats on LinkedIn, 830 million members, about 3 million people post on LinkedIn, which is 0.045% of members. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how many people are doing content, which is nothing in the scheme of things. Mm-hmm. It allows your content to get great reach. But if only 24,000 events are going up per week, that's even less again mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and now we get some scope of how exciting and juicy events can be yeah absolutely but here's the thing for those of you who are listening on sam's podcast if i haven't already blown your mind already but you might be sitting there thinking that hey i don't really want to run an event mm-hmm. I don't, i'm not my business isn't set up to do events all right mm-hmm. i'm going to give you this example I have a client who's very niche, who's very niche. He is a geotechnical seismic engineer mm-hmm. for underground mines. Mm-hmm. There are only 100 underground mines in the world. Wow. Okay. He's only one of four people in the world who do what he does. Mm-hmm. Does what he does, whatever that is. You know what I'm talking about, right? We all know where you're going. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've picked up what you've put down. <laughs> How many events do you think there would be on geotechnical engineering? Well, I'm thinking with those numbers, not many. Two that I found Mm -hmm. within a month, okay, Mm -hmm. one of which had 685 attendees. Okay. On that LinkedIn geotechnical event, Mm -hmm. right? Now, my client has no desire to run an event. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not his game. He is definitely the introvert that likes to be behind the scenes and do what he does technically brilliantly. Mm-hmm. But he has no desire to be on camera doing any kind of event or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If you find
find somebody's event. Now, whether it's the geotechnical event or whether it's this lady who has 22,000 women wanting to be networking with other high-profile women, when you click accept on that invite, on that event, Mm -hmm. it actually allows you to see everybody who's attending. (laughs) My brain is... So if you're struggling to find your target audience and where they might be hanging out, I love what I call stalking on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to share my stalking joke because I, I just, I have a fun sense of humor. Stalking is, stalking in real life is where two people go for a walk and only one person knows about it, right? <laughs> totally creepy in real life, people. Don't do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but on LinkedIn, it is totally acceptable to stalk people. <laughs> <laughs> And what I mean by that is if you're looking for sales or leads or your ideal client or where they're hanging out, having a look at what events are happening on LinkedIn and you can go on the search bar and type in geotechnical and click search and then search events for that keyword geotechnical and it will show you the events that are coming up for that keyword, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how easy that is. Then all you have to do is click the happy accept button and see all of the attendees in the My Networking tab on the event page who are going. Now, please note, it does not allow you to download that CSV of those people, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it does allow you to go through it and go, who here should I connect with? Who can I connect with and who can I start a relationship with? Exactly. How cool is that? Julie, seriously. So for those of you who don't do events, I have something for everyone today. (laughs) Wow. You have just dropped so many value bombs, as I knew you would. Like every time, every time you've ever opened your mouth in front of me, my brain is always blown. I appreciate you so much. For people that have loved this as much as I have, Julie, where can people go to connect with you? Well, I'd be crazy if you if I didn't say LinkedIn, guys. Come <laughs> to me on LinkedIn. Send me a private message saying I listened to you on Samantha's podcast, right? And that will be amazing. I'd love to connect with you there. Yeah, connect with me there. You can go onto my website, juliemason.com.au, or you know, reach out to me. I'm on most social networks, but I'm not on there very often. LinkedIn is where you'll find me the most. Go to LinkedIn, connect with Julie. We'll connect her profile up in the show notes over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com so that you don't even need to go hunting. You can just go there and click the link. Julie, thank you so much for all of the value bombs that you have dropped today. I will definitely be going back and listening to this episode myself and getting me some LinkedIn event juice. (laughs) Give it to me. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.